Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. and all things Southern. We've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Hey, Lainey. Hi, Laura Beth. Well, it's May. I know, weird kickoff to May, though, for, for me and I'm sure many who are used to that first Saturday of May being Kentucky Derby. I know. I'm so sorry for all our Kentucky friends and listeners that did not get to have their typical derby saturday i mean that's a huge part of southern culture it is is. and even big deal around our house yeah we you usually do some little watch party yeah just a little fun nibbles and things and bourbon and all but it's just not happening this year in may it's going to be september we hope hope. i know i'm wondering (laughs) i hope but um yeah that was just a odd kick off to May it for was, us. It was. I did have a few friends I saw that put up their posts. They still made their derby pie. Yes, I saw a lot of mint juleps still You know, so people consumed. still trying to enjoy the festivities. Yes. Um, did you watch the Triple Crown simulation that was put together? Okay, thank you for telling me that they were doing this. I didn't watch it live, but I watched a video afterwards. You can watch it on YouTube. Just Google Triple Crown Virtual Race and so it was kind of a little thing that was put together to show all of the horses who've won the triple crown they did like a virtual simulation of them racing um and just released it yesterday at the exact time that the derby would have run to kind of give watchers something to watch yes um, so cool. I don't understand all of the algorithm of how they did everything. I I did know Secretariat was the fastest horse who to ever run it. So I assumed she would win or I keep saying she, because the owner is a she, the horse is male. Yeah. Secretariat. Um, but I won't tell how it ends. I'll just let people watch to see. Um, but different commentators pick different winners and I will say if you have not seen the movie Secretariat, watch it must say a must see movie and so. family friendly for the most part if i remember correctly oh, yeah, I yeah. Think it's pg-13 very good maybe even pg very yeah. good movie um and even as a woman i left that movie as a woman because she the owner was in a man's world kind of for of sure. the whole horse racing thing for sure she yeah. was amazing so yeah anyhow um, do you smell something? I do. That I'm cooking. I saw your big old crock pot out on your countertop when I came over. Well, I'm making a new recipe. I had um, 
found myself with a couple bags of potatoes that I wanted to use. Yes. And so, and they're those red potatoes. And I wanted to try a recipe that we tasted at our Aunt Boots's funeral. Do you remember? Okay. First of all, we'll just say it was in Sneedville, Tennessee, small town. (laughs) Cumberland Gap. And all those wonderful church women made all this homemade food. Yes. And that's so sweet about funerals in the South. But anyhow... We had this one recipe that we both were kind of like just wowed by. I know. I wonder if it was the comfort it brought us in the midst of that day or if it really was that good. Probably a little of both. Yeah. But it's called slow cooker loaded mashed potatoes. Yum. So you're making it. So I've just got the potatoes cooking in the slow cooker in chicken broth right now. Yum. So once that's done, you mash them and start adding in all the yumminess of Yum. cheese and bacon. And that's going to that. be good. But anyway. That's a good thing to use your potatoes for. And I yeah. might copy you because I have a bunch on hand as well. Well, it's Campbell's.com okay. is where the recipe came from. Okay. So there good you go. To know. Um, so we'll see if mine turns out as good as that one. Okay. Now, one other thing I wanted to catch up on before we dive in to our topic is that show that we've mentioned somewhere south. Did you watch it? I've watched two episodes so far. Okay. What'd you think? I'm really enjoying it. I love it. I think it's um it goes in different parts of the South. You're hearing history around food. Yeah. That's my heart. It is. Like I just love that. You could host it as well. At first the first episode I watched I was like, I don't understand this show. Like I thought we were talking about hand pies. And then I understood the context that they're talking about hand pies in different in different cultures. regions and different cultures yeah, yeah. because basic and I think that's so awesome. But all still that of people that reside in the American South, right? So although they may have ancestors and in do different have cultures. ancestors that came from other countries, they reside in the South. And so this chef, Vivian Howard, what she's doing is basically saying every culture has a version of each of these topics that she takes each week. So the last one I watched was porridge. Yes. And every culture does have a porridge. Yeah. So in the American South, they're typically grits or rice-based, like that Carolina gold rice. Um, But anyway, it's so good. I think it's good. Yeah. And there's, I think there's going to be six or seven episodes of that but you can stream it or you can find it on amazon prime too and it's pbs yeah yes who's doing somewhere south okay so we wanted to talk about easing back in in the context of pandemic time period that we're in quarantine life quarantine life in the south and what it looks like for us southerners to open our doors, come back out into society, etc. Yeah, going forward, what does this look like now and in the days and weeks and months to come? Yeah. So one thing that is funny that I was recalling in our episode, the end of last year, where I, I think the title of it was Looking to 2020. And one of the things that I said I was hoping to do in 2020 was to up my hospitality game. Do you remember I said that? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, obviously my hospitality game has not only not been upped, but it's actually recessed. (laughs) (laughs) You've met all the hospitality requirements that were possible, which is none. (laughs) Which is none. Yeah, I'm opening my doors as much as anybody else, which is none. none. So, do you think... 
just curious before we jump into the real practical things. Do you think Southerners during the last, I don't know, eight, ten weeks have somewhat lost a sense of hospitality, a sensibility? Oh my gosh, surely not. Okay. I hope they're like hunkering, like just hankering for it. Okay. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, in a sense, some of the things that we talk about in terms of hospitality take practice or sort of a well, rhythm. Well, that's true when you think about like just with anything, like exercise or whatever. Like yeah. when you don't do it, it's easy to not do yes, it. Yes. A body at rest stays, stays at, at rest. rest. So, hmm. And here's what, here's, here's, not. here's what made me think about it. Okay. So, one of my husband's friends who he has been quarantined with his brother and has literally not been around anyone else, but his brother, who is his roommate, he comes over from time to time and didn't come over, you know, during the quarantined period, except for one time to help with some yard work. Okay. So that was outside, but he came through the house, used our restroom at one point. And I realized that well, he asked for something to drink. Okay. And I was like, I'm so off my game. I always offer, offer that. And I didn't. And here he is working in our yard and I didn't even offer. And I'm not talking about a cocktail. I'm talking about any sort right. of beverage. Water. Water. <laughs> He's like of thirst. Anyway, I just was, and he looked at me kind of funny. He was like, hey, can I have something to drink? Like, he almost didn't even know to ask that. He's like, um, don't you have a hospitality <laughs> podcast? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Exactly. So I said, oh my gosh, I'm so off my game. Anyway. That's a good point. I haven't thought about that. I guess I was hoping people were so hankering for it that we're going to be turning down invites in the fall because that's that's, one thing I was thinking is if everything gets postponed till the fall, what am I going to do in the fall? That's true. That's very true. There's going to be some competitiveness for our calendars because everything's gotten rescheduled. Now, I had an idea. I haven't told you yet, so this is the first for me to tell you okay. of my idea. Okay. Um, I have a large birthday coming up. Oh, yeah. And I will be just a couple of weeks into recovery from a surgery. Yep. So I'm thinking there's not going to be much celebration not happening. Not a huge shindig at that time? So I thought, would it be fun to do... A half birthday in December. Like a, do you see what I'm saying? Like, instead of June 6th, do it December 6th, then just make it. Oh. I don't know. I just had that idea. Like, that could be fun. Because then people will be more in the mood to, by that point. To celebrate. To do things. Yeah. And I'll be feeling better with my. Yeah. uh, You know, post-surgery. Anyway, it was just a thought. That's a very good idea. I like it. But, um. Yeah, I think it's going to take an easing in yeah. to all of this. Like, yeah. I don't know very many people that are, like, ready to go to the big music festival and sit with everybody. Or maybe there's some. There are some, but I do think you're right. I think there's going to be some trepidation that everyone's going to, in some sense, carry at different levels. Yeah. So what are you going to do in terms of hospitality at your house? Like, what are your thoughts on having someone or someone's mm-hmm. people's over. Well, there is something about being outside that seems a little safer. Mm-hmm. Now, just something you already mentioned is people are going to have to come in to use the restroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're one that has a pool house or something, which I don't <laughs> happen to be in that 
group. Raise your hand if you have a pool towel. <laughs> and even then, it's the a toilet you would be using. I don't know. There's just, yeah. there is, I think everybody's up to the cleaning game. Yes. Um, which, by the way, I have yet to find Lysol wipes or Clorox either. wipes. Now, I, I already had a lot because of my work business. I found wet, But I'm down to the last wet container. ones. I found okay. the brand wet ones at Target, and it was limit one. Okay. So, so I'm going to need some soon. Yeah. Um, and so that needs to... The hoarding's got to stop is basically where I'm going. I have yet to have bought paper towels, and I've bought toilet paper once. So it's not me <laughs> doing yeah. the hoarding. Yeah. Same. I bought one of each. I did just buy paper towels again today. Okay. Well, that was a strangely wonderful surprise that I had already gotten at Costco. So I'm good, good to for go. You. Yes. On paper towels. Now, I do have a teenager in the home currently that is an unusual situation for me. And oh my God, how many paper towels does it take to wipe up, to wipe up a spill? Uh, yeah. you, you teenage parents know what I'm saying. So, anyhow. To answer your question, I feel like I'm going to be easing in with more outdoor. Okay, that's what I'm doing. So, for one thing, you know, we've mentioned on this podcast before, we don't have, like, real large open homes. So, I already lean towards, if the weather's nice, I like being outside. Yes. And all the more now. Like, let's breathe bigger air. Yes. (laughs) Instead of being super close together in a small room. So, um, and it's been, I've been so grateful for the grace of God in the weather lately. Yes. Of just oh my gosh, wonderful temperatures in Tennessee. And, yes. um, I do feel for people who've been quarantined in snow and quarantined, you know, that happens. I where, guess I hadn't even thought about that. Oh, I have just even from social media when I see people's posts and, you know, that would be a whole nother level, especially with kids, which, yeah. you know. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> I got um, <laughs> new water guns at the end of last summer and introduced those to your son for the first time this week. And that's a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Cheap I mean, entertainment. Go get some water guns. We may have to because I don't know if pools will be open this summer. <gasps> True. Okay, so let's get back to easing in. Easing in in our homes. I am with you on outdoor gatherings. I have been working with my husband on getting our deck modified and in a way that we want it. So we've kind of torn down, take some down the stuff railing, and, and we stained it this weekend, and we bought some outdoor furniture. And looks so good. Yeah, so we've just made some new planters changes that you know were substantial enough for us that we felt like we've got a a good space that we like now. So we're ready to have people over. We don't have a pool house that would have a separate restroom, as you said. So nobody wants a poor John stuck out there. Yeah. So we'll have people and we, we wouldn't have necessarily a convenient gate really to come through, to just enter through our backyard. Your gate's fine in the back if you wanted to do it that way. It's pretty Far off. I don't think people would know where it is. If you have a little sign in the front that said that. I think for the most part, everybody's going to be coming right through my front front door. door. But it goes straight to the back door. So that's nice. Yeah. But in a sense, I felt like this is similar to having a newborn again, a newborn baby. Mm -hmm. When those first few weeks, you have people that are wanting to come see the baby and you're hyper about wash your hands. Mm -hmm. Don't come if you're sick. 
I mean, because you're yeah, super sensitive for a newborn, and I'm sure that gets lighter and lighter as you have more and more kids. But it's similar to that in the That's sensitivity true. that we're all having now with one another. Of wash your hands, don't touch that. Mm-hmm. You know those sorts of things. Are so. you finding masks seem to be divisive? Okay, so let's talk about masks. Okay, I for the first time went into a store where I was the only one wearing a mask. Wow. This was a male-dominated farming co-op sort of store. Okay. I was shocked. Well, I can kind of see they're outdoors all the time, and I don't know. I'm just saying I I can kind of see that they're, like, fearless. Germs are germs, (laughs) right? I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying I'm kind of not surprised. So what I think is going to happen with masks is I think just in terms of Southerners, I think we're going to get a little bit more creative and see more customized masks as we go into you do? fall. Like, are we going sports teams? And I get- think we're going college sports teams. I think we're going school colors. I think we're going gingham for the picnic. <laughs> exactly. It reminds <laughs> me of Clary from Steel Magnolias. I think it was her. That said, the only thing that separates us from the animals is our ability, ability to, to accessorize. accessorize. So, I think that, yeah, those that continue to wear masks, and I will be one. I'm going to continue. I think we're going to be like, okay, enough of this surgical, sterile-looking mask. This is awesome. I'm getting all these ideas. Give me something that's cute to wear with, you know, my workout outfit or my such-and-such outfit. Though you can't breathe. I mean, you might be looking, you know, you're, you make sure you got good eye makeup on because so you're not going to be able to breathe and nobody's going to see your cute smile. I bought a Smart Water, the brand Smart Water, which is kind of pricey on my way exiting Target because I was so hot. I'd and then you couldn't there. drink it until. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it was like right there at the counter. Okay. Like at checkout. Like I was like, I need that water ASAP because I've been in here for an hour Mm -hmm. with my gloves on and my mask on. And I was like shedding stuff, like shedding layers, trugging water, walking up. And all this is still so new that like I found I was, I had my gloves, my plastic or, you know, disposable gloves and mask on. I went and did, um, my grocery shopping and then I'm dying. When I get to the hot car. Yes. So I quickly take said gloves inside out. Like I thought I was doing so good. Inside out, get my mask, put it all in a like disposable bag. Oh, good for you. Put my hands right on the steering wheel that had had the dirty gloves (laughs) on it. And I'm like, I just am not good at this. Like... What gives, you know? So does that negate everything that well, you Well, I mean, did? it could. If yeah. there was cooties on those gloves, then they got on the steering wheel, and now I've just put my hands on there. Yeah. So I get sometimes, like, I, I do the best I can, but then yeah. I sometimes also go like, oh, I wasn't supposed to take those off until I had the wipes again. You see what I'm, where I'm going. Know. We're not accustomed to this. What do you think about grocery store shopping? Do you think we're going to continue to see people... Doing a lot of pickup orders, doing a lot of online grocery You know, shipping. I have yet to ever do that. I know. I know, y'all. I still, I'm sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I want to touch my bananas. Don't want you picking them out for me. Now, post-surgery, maybe that'll change and I'll be it like, might. um, yeah. 
Because I was, I was very accustomed to doing Kroger and Walmart grocery pickups before pandemic because of having Pregnancy. a baby. Mm-hmm. And it was I can say that. a godsend. I love, love, love doing that. But I actually did less in the pandemic time period because so many other people were doing it. And it was harder to get a time slot to right. get a okay. pickup time that I wasn't used to doing an order so far out. Well, for me, I think a good bit of, it's not just the technology piece. For me, it's that I enjoy cooking, but I care about my ingredients. Right. And I want to touch them. <laughs> so I'm, that's what it is. Well, here's what I think is so funny. I was thinking about this just this morning about how many teenagers are now taking these positions in grocery stores and they're fulfilling these orders. But do they even know? They don't even know. What sorghum is? Do they even know what all that's on? I mean, how frustrating. That is frustrating for them. Absolutely. That's what I mean. In terms of a new job, you're already trying to learn probably a system on a computer, how to check people out. Now you're having to figure out what sorghum is and what aisle that's on. And I will say, the last trip I made to Kroger, I almost got hit by two of those young <laughs> teens with their thing, cart. Um, and they did new drivers. I know new drivers and new grocery uh, shoppers. But my first job was Kroger, so I'm trying to have well, grace have for, for that. But um, you didn't have to shop for people. Can you imagine? Lord, no. I do think that I must have had a Southerner that was doing my shopping on the order I picked up this morning because I had down White Lily flour, and they didn't have that in store, so they just told me there were no substitutions. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> I was like actually appreciative because I wouldn't yeah. have wanted a different brand or generic brand. That's awesome. But yeah, I was thinking, goodness gracious, this is hard for teens to learn all these products that they've never shopped for. Well, boot camp. I, for real. So yeah, I feel like for me, I'm going to still do the mask for a while. Okay. Partially for me, even, I'm sorry, I keep saying, oh, I'm having surgery, but well, like, I got to stay well big for part that of your life this year, you know, so I, I can't be getting sick and then right. it getting postponed again. <laughs> yeah. So I will be mindful of all of that. And because I'm around both our mom and dad who are yes. older and just want to be mindful for them as well. So, um, I've only done two things as far as opening the door. I had one friend over for her birthday Mm -hmm. to do, I did a bourbon pairing. Oh, how fun. And our hope was to sit outside and it was raining. Mm. So my kitchen table is six feet long. So she was at one end, I was at one end and it worked great. I already had everything set out before she arrived on her end of the table. Right. You're like, go over there. Don't come over here. And I welcomed her, did not hug her. Happy birthday. Come sit down kind of a situation. Yeah. And it worked great. Yeah. We did that. Then we changed rooms. As I mentioned in our now you know how last to gather episode, people. we changed rooms, sat in the living room for a bit, then said our goodbyes. So perfect. That was fine. Yeah. And then I had your family, you, mm-hmm. your husband and son over um, with myself, mom, and Freya, who's living here with me. Yeah. And so we had a little um, simple fire pit. Yes. Potato soup, which was so comforting. I kept it simple. We had a pot of potato soup with a few toppings. Mm -hmm. Larbeth made a wonderful dessert. It was a 
big cookie in a cast iron skillet. I've never done that before. Well, that let's was... talk about that in a minute because that, that was, was good. really good. Yeah. But um, I I had tried to, to do a fire pit prior to that one, and it I couldn't get the fire going. I couldn't tell what all was going on. What turns out what it was, I had had so many that there was just a lot of ash buildup. Oh. And so I had to do a major clean, clean out. out of all the ash in there yeah, and then does. redo it. And it worked great. That makes a difference. Yeah, this one that you just did when we were over caught very quickly. Very easily. Yeah. But that's the kinds of projects you can do when you're in quarantine. That's true. Fire pit clean out. There's not a whole lot of other options of things to do. So I've restained my deck as well. So you, you mentioned doing that. And really so I did that as well. So I mean, basically... Homes around the world are really benefiting from people being home. All the doing the repairs that you've just walked by all for the months. Our, our physical homes are getting. Yeah, that's true. I bet all of the landscaping businesses and home repair businesses are doing well. We actually have some friends that have a. Um, it's called ProCare Cleaning Company. Oh yeah, and he said they're doing really well because everybody's at home and wants things clean. And they're probably in their space so much that they're like, this is dirty. Clean that sofa. Yeah. I don't want Can't to sit on we it anymore. live in this. Yeah. Yeah. So he said they've been busy. So that's a good news for them. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm, I'm ready to sit outside and have people over, do simple things outside. Well, the cast iron skillet cookie was really easy. And since I was coming to your house and I wanted it warm when we ate it. Because that's so... I actually Glorious. didn't cook it till I came over here, which I wouldn't have done to a host that I didn't know very well, yeah. obviously. But yeah, it was a super easy recipe. I can put a link in our show notes. But yeah, the cast iron made the crust oh, Lord. perfect. So good. And then, of course, you got to have vanilla ice cream right. on top. But it, it was even pretty, like in the skillet. I thought it, it was, just looked yeah. so pretty. And yeah. that's easy to bring it in. What you And we just cut a little sliver, put mm-hmm. some ice cream on it. It was wonderful. Um, but things like that are easy to do if you just want to have a couple of friends over and keep Absolutely. the food simple, sit outside. Simple. Yeah, that's that's what people are looking for is connection more than gourmet food. Yeah. So save your budget and keep it simple for now yeah. while people are still appreciating people. <laughs> that's right. That's right. What are you thinking about eating in restaurants? I'm not running to do that really right now. Yeah. I know they're here in Tennessee, they're open at 50%. So right. if your restaurant typically seats... 50 people. They're only seating 25 right now. So I went to pick up a pizza, like walked in, paid the red at the register, walked out. And when I was paying this week, the guy was like, so just so you know, the dining room's open. And I was like, I'm not ready for that. And he was like, totally understand. Just wanted you to know. <laughs> I'm not. I just, yeah, I, I don't sit down to eat out in restaurants a lot anyway. Yeah. But it's just not hurrying to it. It's not it. one of those things that's really I'm really antsy for. Yeah. Right now. I'm I would be more antsy to just see people. And there again, because we've had mild nice weather, I've enjoyed eating outside. So to get it to go and eat on my deck there you go. is so wonderful. You're still getting the food from the restaurant. You're just not And I've only done that a few times. Getting waited on per right. se. Yeah. Oh, we'll get back to that, but I'm just not ready for that just yet. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, I have some things that I did during quarantine that I really want to keep up. Okay. Just a couple. 
the one that's the biggest, I would categorize as neighborly sharing. Oh. Or crowdsourcing, if that's you will. That's cool. So I think most people that live in the South would say, yeah, you could always ask your neighbor for a cup of sugar. Mm-hmm. But I don't. And I now... Would, I would run the store just for sugar before asking a neighbor. I'm just being honest. Yeah. But I live in a neighborhood that is very, very friendly. Yeah. You do. And that really shined during this quarantine. So a couple of examples. We are potty training and (laughs) our reward system for using the potty is stickers on a chart. Right. Well, I ran out of stickers within like the first three hours of potty training. Whoa. Yeah, because we were going every 30 minutes, and I just didn't... I had, like, one little sheet of stickers. Well, so I put on our Facebook page for our neighborhood... Anybody got stickers? I have stickers for days now. Wow. Because, I mean, there's enough families in our neighborhood that that wasn't something that they it's felt... a big ask. ...was a big thing to part with. So that was one thing that was super needed and very nice. I shared produce. I've shared masks. Um, just putting it out there, like whoever needs tomatoes, whoever needs We've potatoes, got a lot. they're on right. my front porch, come and get them. And people have done that? People t- took me up on it. One thing that was so sweet that just happened, and this didn't happen within my neighborhood, but this is just comes from the mindset I want to shift to, which is why don't we just ask to borrow things? Oh my gosh. Now more. that's so true. So there's a book that I've been wanting to read and... The library doesn't have it on audio. Like, it's not even in their system. So I couldn't get it through the library. So I looked it up on Amazon. It's 15 bucks. I was like, I can spend 15 bucks, But I was like, but I'm not going to want to own this after. Later. I just want to read it. Okay. So I just put it out there. A guy that I'm Facebook friends with through my previous job that I've met one time had the book. His wife read the book. They had okay. the book. He had it in my mailbox within 24 hours. Wow. I've met him one time. Wow. But. That's so he fun. Just, I think everybody knows like, hey, let's all help each other. Yeah. And that's just fun too. Yeah. I just think that's fun. It's not even just about that you didn't spend the $15. It's like later you may say to him, wow, you should read this. Did yeah. your wife love it? I loved it or whatever. I just was like, what? I ask more to borrow things because I don't need to own. Well, and that's even smart with, with household things we need or, you know, I I think about, um, you can't go purchase every appliance. I don't mean appliance, but like power washer and rug cleaner and you can't own all of them. Yes. Right. So, and how often do you use them? Maybe twice a year. Right. So just borrow it. Somebody owns it. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, people are generous and will let you do that. And if you're putting it on Facebook, then they can even see it and not reply. And you never know that they owned one anyway. Very true. So. That's one of the cool things of technology, even as you were talking about sharing produce. And I was thinking, well, you weren't going door to door knocking. No. You just put it on some site and people are like, I need tomatoes. See if I get any bites. I if want I make salsa. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So... That was the biggest thing. And then the second thing, which is the final thing, is just more leisure. You've had general. more leisure or you And want I want to keep that keep up. Keep that. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I have told you about Sabbath. About naps, okay. You know, that they've taken naps and for the first time ever, they haven't had a lot of guilt about that. But I think just, not just more reading, but 
for instance, taking a walk, but it not being an exercise walk, just a walk to clear your mind. Mm-hmm. Like things like that. Right. That are just leisure. Yeah. So. I thought it was interesting. We had really nice weather yesterday and I had to get out to run an errand. And I was, I'm going to be honest, I was a little shocked at the number of people. There was at least 50 cars at the entrance point down here to the river where you can put canoes and kayaks in. I know. But it's a bottleneck to get down there. So I was thinking, oh, that's interesting. If there's 50 cars, there's no way they're all not close together at some point. Yeah. You know, and I guess I am still a little slower than some to jump into full-blown things. Um, But I had already, even prior to this, been feeling really convicted about doing more uh, true Sabbath. Mm, Yeah. And so that this has had me enjoying savoring things in a slower pace. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. And needed for body, mind and spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. Why rush, 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 rush and never sit and enjoy. I know. Like if that's, that's not, but we do, we take our, well, because we got to keep making the money to right. pay for the stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the hair to John Mellencamp song through my head. It's uh go to work in some high rise and vacation down at the Gulf of Mexico. That's right. I mean, ain't that America, right? Is that's that right. Song? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I'm easing back in. And I mean that in the stretch of that word, I'm, I'm not ready to jump in in any sector of society. Well, we wanted to acknowledge the fact that this is approaching Mother's Day. Yeah. And boy, do we love our mom. Um, so Southern moms are definitely revered, revered. I was going to say the mother daughter relationship, especially is sacred in the South. And I just think it is such a beautiful thing that you Well, I know for me, the appreciation that can come as an adult for your mom. Just that maturity that you in your own mind can see her and her why she does the things she does and the upbringing she had. And just the the more in-depth pieces that you can see your mom once you're in adulthood is just awesome yeah especially um for the parts that you know like she sacrificed to do for us and there are many in our scenario now i know there's probably listeners that um didn't have good experience or didn't know their mom and things like that and god does have a way of filling in gaps when we when we don't be that through other mentors or other family members but um and we've had plenty of gaps in our life in other ways, but mm-hmm. our mom's been so integral in shaping who we are. I yeah. think one of the things I would say about our mom, too, is just in watching her walk of faith, she's the epitome of trusting God. Oh, well said. Yes. Don't you think? Yes. Like, in moments where so many others would be shaky and shifting in what their thoughts are towards God. She just trusts them. She does. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I would categorize our mom as a quiet force because she is 
very powerful in her sense of prayer, as you're talking about, Mm -hmm. in her just rock solid um, beliefs that she, you know, she. But it's almost really that childlike faith too, where you go, but, 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 in an intellectual way, and she's like, he's good, he's got it. She keeps it simple. She really does. Yeah, she's been a catalyst in our family, and I. I would say she's been a catalyst in our family for faith. Oh, yeah. I would say for dreams in the sense of life can be bigger than, like, small town thinking. And she came from a very small town. Right. Very modest upbringing. And, and yeah. when you said um, she was a catalyst for faith, she even was able to lead her mom to the Lord. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is kind of unusual, I think. Yeah, that's that, a that's, good point. Because I want to mention that you can always be the first. That's right. In any sense of doing something well. So our mom wasn't, um, didn't possess all of these qualities because she was, you know, just modeling it after her mom. Right. (laughs) That's right. This is all very supernatural, really, the qualities that mom carries, but, um, for faith, for dreams, and I would even say for prosperity, mm-hmm. that yeah. mom has been a catalyst to to think of the home that she grew up in and the city that we now live in. It's just night and day. Well, I when we were able to be on that tour of homes that time, yeah. I said to her, I feel like this is God's gift to you. Yeah. More than any other thing. Yeah. Is that this is like just him showing off yeah. how far you've come. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and she's just so, uh, the other thing I wanted to make sure I said was I just so appreciate in the sense of looking back, just like you were saying in adulthood and looking back from when I was a kid, but even now still, she is so good about, um, just celebrating like in simple ways of Mm -hmm. like, and I just, I even think back to. You know, if I was having a hard day or something, she'd be like, let's go for a drive in the car. Yeah. Or, you know, let's say something good happened. Let's go have Mexican food. It wasn't that it was like, let's go to Ruth's Chris. Right. You know, but it was just like so celebratory and fun. And um, her heart is just so precious to celebrate. That's good. Yeah. In those ways. I'm so grateful. So we wanted to have her on and let you hear from her. But as I mentioned, she's a quiet force. And there's just some women and men that prefer not to be on the microphone. And so we wanted to honor that. But we wanted to just take a little time here and let you guys know how great she is today. Yes, and we celebrate all the moms out there that I'm not so sure the world would even rotate on its axis without the moms. (laughs) (laughs) I, I guess, you know, God can do that any way he wants, but he sure seemed to put them as integral parts of keeping things going in our so world. True. It's so true. So we wish you all a happy Mother's Day. And thanks again for meeting us here at the table. We will meet you back here next Tuesday, and we have a fun food episode for you at that point. So y'all see y'all soon. Day.